from Ski Rex Media with you once again on this fine May afternoon or what may not be afternoon for you. It's and it's in the afternoon when I'm recording. Um, it may be morning or evening or afternoon or the middle of the night or way early in the morning, like 3 a.m. for you when you're listening to this. I do not know, but I do hope you are enjoying your day. It's a fine May day here, sunny out, a little warm for my taste, a little hot, especially under the light. Have to get me a little uh, lower temperature light here or maybe just go back to doing the audio and I don't need the light at all. Um, but that's that we'll we'll, pay, we'll I'll figure that out during the summer off season because this will be the se- the end of Ski Rex Media Podcast season two is coming up so we can take some time off, regroup, and come out strong near the end of the summer for season three. But that's not happening yet. We're talking today a pretty random, pretty random subject at actually is skiing for rich people. How would I come up with that? That is wicked random. Who would be talking about that as the uh, North American season here comes to a close? The majority of the the mountains are coming to a close. Um, Lifts are starting to close down for the year. Um, We'll get our few, you know, summer places that open, our indoor facility that's open. Um, Same with the rest of the world around the Northern Hemisphere. You know, things are starting uh, starting to close down. But it was the opening of the Southern Hemisphere um that kind of got me to this but in a roundabout way i was doing an internet search on skiing ski rex media work um was looking up something else and uh if if you've used the google search i don't know about other search engines i'm I'm pretty i'm pretty much uh invested as an android user and just as a google user chrome user anyway um you know google is akin to skynet so when the terminator shit goes down that will be partially my fault i take responsibility for that Um, But doing the search, sometimes in the search, you know, in your list of results, it has questions. It says other questions people might ask or questions relevant or whatever it says. And I don't think it comes up every time, but this time it did. And one of the questions that was there that you could click on and get an answer for is, was, is skiing for rich people? Um, And it popped up there. And I was like, well, that's kind of a random question there. And I like random questions. So I figured I'll go with it here. Um, so that's where it initially came from was seeing the question. I also had it in mind that as I was getting into the Southern hemisphere is starting New Zealand, I think just saw some snow, maybe Australia too. I don't know about South America or anywhere else, South the Southern Africa or um, anywhere else offhand. And maybe it was just snow guns. I honestly can't remember offhand, but their season is right around the corner down there. And I've talked many times about how the season doesn't have to end. Um, it just doesn't have to end, um, but to keep it running can take some. Uh, it can take some funding. It does take money. The uh, you know a plane ticket around the planet is is a little pricey. So if you're going down there, or even going out to like Beartooth Basin or Mount Hood or these places that are open even here in the United States during the summer, or even Big Snow American Dream, it itself is not expensive. That's actually a good price down there. Um, there in New Jersey, but it is in New Jersey, which isn't around the corner from someone who say lives, works and everything out in California, you know, you know, I mean, a trip from, you know, LAX out to Newark, is going to be a lot cheaper than Newark to Sydney, Australia or uh, Melbourne, Australia. But, you know, it's still not necessarily something you want to fork out the 300 bucks for, you know, right away. 
you know, plus other costs. Um, but that's what I was getting into. And again, I don't even know what travel restrictions are right now. Can can Americans go to the Southern Hemisphere easily? I don't I don't know. Or North, not just Americans. I say Americans because that's where I'm at is in the U.S. But Canadians and Europeans and, you know, everyone else. I don't know. I don't know what the restrictions are right now. But travel can be expensive, so that can make it expensive. Um, but the season doesn't have to end if you can. Um, and some people might say, well, it's expensive, so it is for rich people. That's not true. That's the inaccuracy. Um, to say, is skiing for rich people? That's a silly generalized question. I don't like generalized anything. But... If you were to ask, is skiing expensive? Yes, yes, it can very much be. Um, that expense has, because of the expense, how, how expensive it is a sport, that has started the stereotype that all skiers are rich folk um, and snowboarders now. When snowboarding first started to hit the scene, as I recall, though I was a little one at the time, I recall that was that was the dirtbag sport, you know? That's what you did if you did not, you know, if you did not have all the money. The rich people skied, the not-so-rich people snowboarded. Now, snowboards cost as much as skis, and so do the equipment, and so do the lift tickets and everything else. Um, so, But now it's all thrown into, lumped into one big stereotype of skiers are rich folk. And that has also led to other stereotypes and other discussions we see in the industry, which I'm not going to get into here. I'm going to save that brush with cancel culture for the, I'm, I'm outlining a book. I figure it's too much, it's too much to write just for a single simple Ski Rex Media article. So I'll write a book and I'm kind of outlining it, working it, deciding if I even really want to do it. Uh, I kind of do, but that's a whole other thing. Plus it's other topics that might end up on other podcast um ideas i'm coming up with that i don't have anything to do with ski wrecks but let me get a drink here because it is hot i was like that's that's all for another day in any case the stereotype that's what it really gets to do if that question is being asked then that stereotype still exists now i can say with some certainty that it's not just for rich people because i'm not rich the people i ski with aren't rich i don't really know any rich people anymore i have in the past you know, not, you know, and there's a lot of stereotypes towards rich people and they're not all true. Um, you know, maybe, maybe rich people are a little weird. I don't know, but you know, I, honestly, the, you know, the stereotypes are bogus. Um, and same goes with skiing. It is a, it can be, look, if you have a lot of money and want to participate in skiing, will it, will it make it easier? Yes, because it is expensive. It's wicked expensive at times, but there's ways around that. And that's why it doesn't have to be just for rich folk. I am not rich. I did it this season. The only reason I stopped was because I let myself get out of shape and I, you know, I have bad knees anyway. You know, it was going to, I was going to have to rest. And so my season went till I decided to take a rest. That's it. I decided me. That's all. And that's all you have to do. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be none of that, man. You just decide where you want to go and when. Because not every place. I think for people on the outside, they still see the stuff that makes it even more expensive. One is lift tickets, which are getting you know more and more pricey every year. Day tickets are expensive, so you should lay out the money for your um, season pass, a mega pass. Remember, the one you can abuse. Don't just buy an epic pass because you've heard of it. Don't just buy an icon pass because you heard of it. Make sure you can abuse those. I can abuse either of those. I can also abuse and use the indie pass last season. Looking to do it again for next season. Um, but 
like the Mountain Collective Pass. It may be a good price for someone who lives around those mountains, but I have like two and they're kind of close, but not as close as other things on those other passes. Um, so shout out to Indy Pass um, for that as well, because I am going to do use that again. I would like to, um, you know, or if you're not interested in visiting a ton of different mountains, see what your local or your home mountain or mountains has to offer. It is a bigger layout. And I get that. And a lot of these things, COVID was one of the things that pushed this, but it's something that was coming anyway, I, I figure, is the payment plans. You know, no interest. If you're not buying on your credit card, which you can pay a lot of interest on, you know, but there's ways around that too. Um, you know, it, it's a lot up front, but if you can abuse the past, you got to play the long game with the past. That expensiveness, even though it's a lot up front, say it's 500 bucks, but you ski 100 days, that's $5 a day, right? Right? Is that right on the math? 500, 100, five bucks a day. That's five bucks a day. It's better than any lift ticket anywhere, including small places, which is the other thing you need to look out for if you're not rich. Right up the road is Northeast Slopes, man. It's $10 a day. No, it doesn't have all the big lifts and fancy amenities and, 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 and big tall mountains and two million trails and a million acres of, of skiable terrain and terrain parks and cat skiing and all this other stuff. But it still has the experience. It still has the fun. And apparently they have the best burger around. I didn't get up there this season, so I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, it could have everything and an amazing lunch. So there you go. Um, it doesn't have to be for rich folk, but it does turn people off the stereotype. That, I think, is the biggest enemy. One of the biggest enemies um, to our little sport, snow sports here, skiing, snowboarding, and all their all their sub-sports and other things like snowmobiling, snowshoeing, and whatnot. Um, you know, they are high-priced. They are high-priced. And some people say, well, it's a specialized equipment. I was like, whatever. Um, this equipment is... I guess specialized in some ways and the more you pay the more specialized it gets but again you the specialization of your equipment is dependent upon what you actually want to do don't think you need to buy the best of the best my bicycle that I have sitting downstairs is was 50 bucks at Target in like 2009 on clearance I worked there at the time $50 bike I don't need a $1200 mountain bike because I really don't mountain bike and I don't road bike as much as I once did don't need all that my $50 bike that I can do the maintenance on myself more than adequate and skiing and snowboarding are the same let me get a drink you don't have to spend a lot used gear is okay rental gear is okay um, it's all depends on what you do, how you do it, what you want to do, and you don't have to be rich. And I know the travel's a bitch. You know, you don't always have to travel to another hemisphere or the other side of the country. But I do know traveling, you know, from where I lived in New Jersey could be anywhere. Big snow wasn't a thing yet. But you're talking two to three hours minimum, if depending if you're going to Mountain Creek or the Poconos or even into Connecticut. Um, you know, it, it, you know, and then coming up here to Vermont from New Jersey, um, you know, that travel's a pain in the ass. It can cost gas. And we all know gas is now up to, it's almost three bucks a gallon here. I'm sure it's much higher in other places. It, you know, that's a bitch. And I know that. But again, there's ways around that too. Look for bus deals. Look for, you know, look for, um, you know, trains, mass transit, whatever. Plane tickets, I know, aren't always cheap depending on where you want to go. 
Um, not necessarily the, you know, mountains aren't necessarily right next to airports either. The airports they are, are kind of small and that's not true for everything. You know, Salt Lake City's a, you know, you can get to mountains pretty quickly from there, but like the fly in here, it's, it's small airports, you know, like the closest, the closest airport to me runs, you know, small, like little airlines. Um, and private planes, like little Cessnas and things like this, sport planes. Um, so it's not easy to get here. Um, if you go to Killington, Rutland Airport's right there, but it's the same size. Um, small planes, you know, you go to Burlington Airport, but it's an hour and a half away. You know, that's big. But then even they don't have, you know, the amount of routes that Boston, you know, Logan Airport in Boston, Newark, uh, JFK, LaGuardia, these things. Um, big airports like Salt Lake City, you can do that. You know, it's it's got a good size airport and mountains not far. Not the same here, um, and in other places in the world. So, yeah, it can be expensive, but it isn't just for rich people because you can get into that. And I know I've started to spit out a couple quick tips, but we've talked about tips in the past. Um, you know, you can look those up on uh, Ski Rex Media. Um, and the Ski Rex Media podcast for those past episodes. And here, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll put it up in the corner. Um, but we there's ways. And we'll talk about those once the season gets started again. But don't think now. Like, if you were thinking about it, because we we who enjoyed snow sports were, was, um, you know, very much a vocal group. And a very much, I, you know, eyed group during this pandemic time. Because there's a lot of people that go. Not as many as other places. Like, believe me, skiing's popularity is not as much as, say, theme park popularity. Um, you know, skiing actually really isn't that popular a sport relative to other activities and sports um, here in the United States. Um, probably the same in Canada and maybe even the same in Europe. Um, to be honest, I don't know 100% because I'm not from Europe and I don't really know any European folks anymore that I talk to on a regular basis. Um, especially ones that ski, um, the ones I did know really didn't ski that much or snowboard. Um, but it, 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 um, wow, I lost my train of thought. So anyway, you know, it here. All right, hold on one second. Now I remember what I was trying to say is because we were eyed during the pandemic, because it was a big, you know, it started, you know, all the, remember all the shutdowns in 2020 that happened during ski season, all the ski mountains had to shut down in the business pages. It's like, how much are they going to lose? How much did they lose? Will skier visits be up, down all over the place. But it was also a very outspoken thing that, Hey, our sport could, you can get away from people if you want, not just if you're one of these people who goes into the back country, which could be a problem. If you want to do that, make sure you learn how to do it. Do it right. Do it safe. Don't get yourself killed. Don't get anybody else killed. Um, but even in the resorts, as long as they were curbing their numbers, which many did and did very successfully here in Vermont, at least, um, and New Hampshire and the places that I, I visited in New Hampshire, um, there was only two, but I did get to go out there. Um, it was a socially distant sport. So it was raising eyebrows. What is this? Can we do this? Is this something I can do? Um, the uphill scene for those who are already skiing, it's like, what's uphill? Can I do that? Is this something I can do? It wasn't necessarily that it raised popularity, but people were looking our way. But then the same, one of the same things, and like I'm talking about here, is skiing for the rich. That stereotype come from, it can be expensive expensive and so now if you're thinking about it which is what i was actually going to get to say don't be turned off by the cost do the research like i said i've gone over tips 
when the next season starts, um, not just season three of the Skiers Media Podcast, but when the next when fall comes around and we're starting to gear up for the North American winter, the big winter season when it really turns up here, obviously, um, we'll talk more about how to keep it cheap, how to look for travel deals, how to look for deals on equipment. Um, honestly, right now, and this was something else that got me thinking about the cost is like during the spring as as the as the uh, the main bulk of the of the spring season winds down you see season pass prices go on sale always the best time to buy them same with gear get the end of the season clearance or even the summer clearance of your place if you, the local shops have it or the beginning of the season clearance um, there might be shops that still have stuff they couldn't quite get rid of in the spring shut down for the summer open up in the fall say hey we have this stuff collecting dust 70% off come get it please there's ways around it it's not for rich people again I ski with people whom I would not consider rich they don't consider themselves rich um, I'm certainly not rich. I am not a rich person. Um, I have almost no money. I'm broke. It's just fine. It's okay. I'm not complaining about it. Like, believe me, I get by. It's fine. Um, I'm fine. My point is, is that I'm not making a billion dollars a year. Like I said, a billion dollars a year, you can do, you know, obviously makes anything easier. Anything easier. Um, But you don't have to have it. You don't need it. It's not for rich people. Get rid of the stereotype. Like I said, I'm going to write a book about some of this stuff. Well, other, like I said, other subjects that this kind of stereotype pushes, um, other issues that it makes that are kind of, that are a lot worse in some ways. Um, but like I said, that book may or may not come out later in the year. Um, we'll just see how well, how good of a writer I really am. Sometimes I think I'm good. A lot of the times I think I'm not. So we'll figure that out. Anyway. It's not just for rich folk. Don't think that. If you think that, stop thinking it. Um, we're not rich folk. You know, I, you know, honestly, one of the reasons I can do it as frequently as I can and other people around here is because we're here. You know, I have a small place that wasn't on the Indy Pass 10 minutes up the road, 15 maybe. Um, then the first Indy Pass mountain is 20 minutes up the road. And then within an hour driving. And, you know, I have my little hatchback, which sips gas. So, you know, going an hour and a half, I use a drop, maybe three drops of gas. You know, I don't use a lot of gas. So it doesn't cost me as much. You know what I mean? My gear, I keep it. I take care of it. I, I, I know when to buy um, you know, I buy the pass I can abuse. I think because I didn't get to go as much, like I paid for my Indy pass. I skied more than enough days to pay for it. I think I was down to, what did I do? I think I even talked about it in, in a, in a, in a past podcast, but I, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, uh, I, I paid, I think like 35 bucks. I don't remember the exact, but it was cheaper than almost any you know, doing the math, it was cheaper per day than almost any day ticket anywhere. And that's what you're looking to do. Like I said, if you can buy a $500 pass and ski a hundred days, do the math. It's not for rich people. The layout would, I mean, obviously the initial layout might be heavy, but you might be able to get around that too. There are ways, there are things. It's all about how you want to do it. Because even though, even though, a day ticket might cost a hundred bucks. You could be financially ahead. That sucks. It shouldn't cost a hundred dollars. Believe me, if you want to see the popularity of this sport go up, the every corporation out there should just cut prices fifty percent across the board and see what happens. And I could be wrong. My business. I mean, I I I learned retail. What do I know? And I didn't have a formal business education. I had a working business education, although it was on par with some business schools. I found out talking and working with interns from business schools 
during that career, my logistics and retail career, retail and logistics career, whichever way you want to call it. I don't know. My title changed so much at that job. I think it changed like four or five times over the 15 years I was there, 16 years, whatever it was, 16 years I was at that job, man. But anyway, not the point. It's not for rich folk. Your boy's not rich. I'm not rich. I don't intend on being rich. And if I do get rich, that's great. It might make it easier. But then again, maybe I can make it easier for someone else. Right? Right. I don't even know if this was a good topic. I blew it loose. Like, I lost my train of thought worse than I normally do to the point where I had to stop, go back, listen to the episode a little bit to figure out what the hell I was talking about. How awful is that? It's because it's hot in here. That's what it is. Anyway, thank you for listening or watching. Hashtag watching. I do hope you enjoyed it. As I said, um, we're going to come down to the end of the season here. Get into the summer. Maybe do some virtual opera parties. Get that going again like we were doing during the lockdowns and quarantines and pandemic stuff and all that stuff. We're going to do that. The the book, like I said, that's a teaser. I don't know if I'm writing it. See where else we're going. I've been feeling like I want to get my artist going my inner artist doing some drawing and stuff um see what's what with that um who knows plus i need some time i'd like some time off from trying to do these weekly things because it is i'll admit even you know some of the news out there is getting kind of boring out there i mean who's building what lift meh you know loon mountains put in their eight pack awesome we know it we've been talking about it obviously they had a delay because of pandemic stuff but now that they can have construction workers there they're going to build it great um other places like i said squaw alpine they're building their connector lift um other places okimo's changing a lift and i heard one of that lift that they're switching out is going down to pennsylvania there is news out there but it can only take up so much time and so much interest um so i thought i'd throw this out to rich people about rich people because i'm trying to drag drag interest in maybe i'm interesting and but maybe even if i'm not interested people are like wait this dude says it, you don't have to be rich maybe there's something to look at i don't know in any case Thank you for listening. Thank you for um, following Ski Rex Media. If you do, please go do that. If you don't, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Ski Rex Media on all of those. Um, SkiRexMedia.com, SkiRexMediaMerchShop.com, Patreon.com slash SkiRexMedia. It's all there. If you go to SkiRexMedia.com, you can find it all. Follow um, on your favorite um, podcasting platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, um, Stitcher, um, Amazon, uh um, whatever their podcast thing is called, I forget Amazon Music, um, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Write, I mean, rate, rate it, please. Five. I've had five star rating, at least one on Apple. Let's get see if we can, you know, write your. Because and again, if I don't know I'm doing something bad, then how can I fix it? You gotta tell me. Constructive criticism is always welcome here. I don't mind being wrong, right? Anyway. That's enough. You know how to do it. You can go in the description and find all the links and everything. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for all of it. And I will see you on the next one as we round out the season here. And then we'll get back into some other stuff and see if we can't make Ski Rex even better for 2021 and 22. Right? Right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good afternoon, evening, morning, or whatever you're listening or watching. Thank you. See ya. Bye.